0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 3 of the Rally Towel Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Steven Soyes and hey, we've made it to episode 3. We are doing just fine and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my quarterback rankings which I've recently posted up on RallyTowel.ca for Dynasty Fantasy Football League. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. I'll start with the rookies and where I have them ranked. So the first rookie to make my list was Joe Burrow, and I have him slotted at QB9 in my rankings. And my preference in Dynasty Leagues is not only to draft for today, but to draft for the future. And I know Joe Burrow hasn't played in the NFL yet, but we got to admit, this guy looks pretty damn promising. So for me, I have him as my ninth ranked quarterback in a Cincinnati offense that should be pretty solid this season and for years to come. I mean, they just drafted T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd is only 25. You know, who knows what happens with John Ross and A.J. Green if they're there long-term. But besides that, this offense looks pretty solid. And like I said, not even to mention Joe Mixon, who is only 23. So he'll be running the rock in Cincy for quite some time. So Joe Burrow is walking into a pretty solid offense here with the Bengals, and I could see him having long-term success in this system. The next rookie quarterback to crack the list was Tua Tungovailoa. I have him as my 16th ranked quarterback, so a bit of a gap between him and Burrow. Just for reference, I have others like Sam Darnold directly in front of him, Baker Mayfield a couple spots ahead of him, and he is one spot ahead of Kirk Cousins in the rankings. And I just think you have to bake in a little more uncertainty with Tua compared to Joe Burrow. I'm not saying the talent's not there, they're different styled quarterbacks, but both very talented, but there's definitely a little bit more injury concern with Tua than there is with Joe Burrow, so to me, that's where that kind of gap in the rankings comes in, and also, the offense isn't as well set for the future in Miami as it is in Cincinnati, I mean, Devontae Parker just broke out, but he's been in the league for a little while now, and also, you got to think, they don't have a whole lot of other plethora or dangerous weapons in that offense. They have Preston Williams, who has shown flashes that he can be a, a really good receiver, but I want to see that a little bit more consistently. They have Gesekia tight end, who, same deal, he has shown flashes, but I'd like to see that just a little bit more consistently before I go ahead and put the same investment into Tonga Vailoa as I do in Joe Burrow. At number 23, I've got Justin Herbert of the Chargers and this to me is the 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 reason why I have Herbert this low is because I don't I I don't know where I stand on the guy. I I've seen him look really good, but there's a lot of fundamental things like going through his reads and accuracy that he just hasn't shown consistently enough for me to have him inside my top 20. The sky's the limit if he's able to put it all together. He's got all the physical gifts that you could want. He's big. He's athletic. He's got good speed. But until I see that accuracy and the decision-making at a level where it's consistently at the level of the likes of Joe Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa, I have to have him outside my top 20. And the Chargers offense is good. They They got good players in that offense that will help. Herbert, they've got Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and not to mention Austin Eckler, who's a nice safety valve out of the backfield. But I've just got to see it a little bit more out of Herbert. I've got to see him put it together at this next level before I can really get excited about the prospect. Next up on my list, one spot ahead of Jordan Love at number 32. I've got Jalen Hurts, and he's someone who I've really come around to this off season, especially it started at the senior bowl where he was really able to put together a solid performance. And I, I feel like it's just been snowballing ever since this hype around Jalen Hurts. And it's well deserved. I mean, the guy has produced and he's done a good job everywhere he went in college. So. Hurts, he's got the athleticism, if he can put it together with the arm strength and accuracy, then we could be talking about one of the more dangerous dual-threat quarterbacks in the NFL, but I still got to see him put it all together before I get really excited, and he's also still behind... Carson Wentz my player comp for him and I still think this holds true is Dak Prescott he reminds me a lot of Dak Prescott who ran a lot more in college than he does in the NFL and he was able to kind of slow that down and not run as much and throw the ball and, and become more of a pass first quarterback and I think if Jalen Hurts can make those similar strides at the next level playing behind Carson Wentz he could have a similar career to Dak Prescott. Next up, as I mentioned earlier, I've got Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. And look, the Packers, not a great spot for his immediate fantasy value. How it shakes out long term remains to be seen. Hey, he could be starting next year for Green Bay for all we know with how Aaron Rodgers is handling this situation. Doesn't seem like he's handling it all that well and... Even if he does start immediately, he's going to run into the same issues Rodgers has been running into, and that's a lack of dynamic and dangerous receiving options in this offense. Outside of Devontae Adams, there is no one who I trust on the Packers receiving core right now to get the job done. And something as simple as having good receivers could change quickly. If they have a good offseason next year, they add a couple of big names, they go out and make a trade, who knows. But if he starts at any point in 2020, he's going to be doing so with a group of wide receivers who don't inspire a whole lot of faith or trust in any quarterback from around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has been able to get the most out of this group and, That's saying something because the group itself isn't very strong. So if Love does step in, I could see him struggling given that they don't have the best pieces around him to succeed if he does start at any point in 2020 and beyond. It's hard to project, but who knows? So I have him right now at spot 33. When things start to get a little bit more clear about his situation, we'll be able to move him up accordingly. But as of now, he's at spot 33. And the last rookie quarterback is actually also the last quarterback to crack my top 40 rankings at the position, and that's Jacob Eason of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Eason's got a lot of things he's got to put together if he wants to have success at the next level, but Phillip Rivers isn't the forever starter in Indianapolis. He's a nice bridge quarterback to kind of hold it down while Eason develops, and if Eason ends up being their guy, because I'll, I'll be honest, at this point, Brissette, to me, is, is his time is pretty much up in Indy because they gave him a full shot last year at the starting position. And while he wasn't horrible, he also wasn't great. He, he didn't lose them football games but he didn't win them either, so to me, they, they saw what they have in Brissette, but they haven't seen what they have in Eason, so to me, he's intriguing and potentially the quarterback of the future in an offense that I really like under head coach Frank Reich. I think he's one of the smarter offensive minds in football, and that indie offense really was able to get a lot out of what they had last year. So, Jacob Eason, kind of a sneaky stash in Dynasty Leagues, but Nonetheless, I like him, and he comes in at number 40 on my top 40 quarterbacks. Enough about the rookies, though. I feel like I've been talking about those guys all offseason. Let's dive into some of these vet quarterbacks, these guys that have been slinging the pigskin in the NFL for years now. And I'll start at my number six quarterback, and that's Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. He's a vet now. He's been in the league for quite a while, and He is still one of the better fantasy football quarterbacks, despite Seattle's reluctance seemingly to throw the football. This team runs the ball like no other, but Russell Wilson can still get it done with his legs and his arm. And the options in this offense are still really good. He's got DK Metcalf. And he's also got Tyler Lockett on the other side. So he still has good receiving options. They have a bunch of tight ends that, you know, if they can stay healthy, will help him as well. So this is a Russell Wilson who, sure, he's 31. He's on the other side of 40, or excuse me, 30. But I still think he can get it done at the quarterback position. And he's still got some good years ahead of him. So he's my number six fantasy football dynasty quarterback. Next, I'm going to go to my number 11 quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I know he battled injuries last year, but I still trust Matt Stafford to get the job done and to put up good numbers at the quarterback position. He still has an elite weapon in Kenny Galladay in that offense. They just added DeAndre Swift, who's a good pass-catching running back. They still have on Johnson. They have TJ Hawkinson, who's young, and he was banged up a lot last year too. I'd like to see what he does under a full healthy season so they got some interesting weapons in this offense still and Stafford he's still at an age where he can have some good years ahead of him he's just got to stay healthy which I think he can last year he battled the back injuries but I think he can overcome that and have some good years at the quarterback position he's always been a solid producer He's got a good arm. The talent's there. Detroit is typically in these games, too, where they're trailing and they need to throw the ball. So game script typically always favors Stafford and his arm. So to me, at number 11, Matt Stafford is still a good veteran option at quarterback. Two spots behind him at number 13 is Aaron Rodgers. And his long-term outlook in fantasy football was shaken up with the addition of Jordan Love because who knows how long he will now last In Green Bay, there's, you know, reports that the team can get out of his contract after this season, and he may only have one year left in Green Bay, but I'm planning and acting as if he's going to be there for the next three, four years, and I've got him at 13 because Rodgers is 36 now. He's up there. He only has a few solid seasons left, and we saw him take, I think, a little, a small, just a smidge step back last year, which... Who knows if that carries over into this year, if he continues to decline or if he bounces back. But I got Rodgers at number 13 just because he doesn't have the same longevity as some of these other quarterbacks on the list. At number 20, I've got Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. His long-term outlook, it's year to year, and it feels like it's been like that for a couple of seasons already. But it's going to be the same in 2020 they added Jameis Winston right behind him, so he might be the succession plan if Breeze does retire after this season. But there's no questioning that in Sean Payton's offense, Drew Brees is still a top fantasy football quarterback. Of, of course, the injury hurt his overall numbers last year, but I don't think that's something you should get too worried about happening again. It was kind of a fluky play. It's not one of those injuries that... Is are gonna repeat itself with the thumb, and I think Breeze will be just fine in 2020. He's got the best receiver right now in football, if you ask me, in Michael Thomas, who's just an absolute possession machine. The way he's able to make catches and, and at the percentage that he's able to come down with these catches at. He's got the highest catch percentage in the NFL. It's crazy. And Breeze is one of the most accurate quarterbacks still in football. So Drew Breeze with Sean Payton's offense. Michael Thomas, an elite option. Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. I think he is still a safe bet this season, but I do have him at number 20 in Dynasty because, hey, we got no idea if he's coming back after this year. Six spots behind Drew Brees at number 26, I have Tom Brady. And maybe I'm a little bit too low on Tom Brady, but... The name of the game in Dynasty Fantasy Football is you want to win today and you want to win in the future. And Tom Brady only gives you half of that equation, if he even gives you half of that equation. Because last year, we saw a quarterback that didn't look like he had much left to offer. And I know now the situation's different. He's going into a Bruce Arians offense in Tampa Bay that features Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski. But. I think we're discrediting what he had in New England. The Patriots had Julian Edelman. They drafted a wide receiver in the first round, Nikhil Harry, who didn't look great, but they still spent our first round pick trying to get someone or something going in this offense with Brady. They also added Mohamed Sanu halfway through the year. So to me, I think it's one of these situations where we can point fingers and say, you know, he didn't have that wide receiver playing well. That wide receiver didn't play well. But eventually, you know, you Every time you point one finger, there's four pointing back at you. So to me, with Tom Brady, maybe it was the wide receivers. Maybe it was Sanu had a bad year and, and wasn't very good. And maybe it was Nikhil Harry was drafted too high, which a lot of people thought he was at the time. Or maybe it was just Tom Brady at this stage of the game can't get the job done anymore. So to me, that's where I have Brady. I've got him at number twenty six. I've got to see it out of him, and even then, how long are we going to have Tom Brady in the NFL going forward? He's 43 right now. Three spots behind Brady, I've got Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, and I've got him at 29 because we really don't know how he's going to be this year after he missed the entire season with an elbow injury. So, actually, not the entire season, I guess he played the first couple of games, but Nonetheless, he's going to he missed a significant amount of time last year, and the weapons are good though in Pittsburgh. Like he's walking into a Steelers offense that has Juju Smith-Schuster. They already have Deontay Johnson. They already got James Washington. They got some pretty good players. They just added Chase Claypool. Like this is a strong and talented wide receiver core that Roethlisberger, if he does have another season in him, he could really help you in 2020. But there's not much outside of this year that excites me about Roethlisberger and having him in a dynasty league. So if you got him and you need to make a push, he's not a bad to me starting the year off as a backup quarterback who may potentially start for you on certain weeks. But I'm not really looking to cling and, you know, put my hat on Ben Roethlisberger to be the guy in Dynasty for more than just one season. Still looking for a home is Cam Newton. He still hasn't been signed by anyone, and there was a report earlier on Thursday that he's willing to take a backup job. I have him at number 34, which would put him in the backup talk at quarterback. He's outside the top 32. So Newton, if wherever he lands... There's still going to be major questions you know, how's his foot? how's his shoulder? Can he go back to being the same cam Newton we remember him being? He's over thirty years old now, and he's on that quote unquote other side of thirty. We've seen lots of quarterbacks get it done until late in the thirties with Newton. We'll see there's been a lot of miles on Newton. He's played the game physically and he's been outspoken about that too in his career he He's talked about not getting late. You know, roughing the passer calls from the officials. And when you're a mobile quarterback, too, and, and you run and you scramble, you're going to take a couple extra hits. So he's got a, a, a few more miles than traditional pocket passers do at this stage of his career. But if his shoulder's good and his foot is okay, I don't see any reason why Newton can't be a, a top quarterback in fantasy football this year and in the future. It's just with the coronavirus now, it's very hard to to get him into team facilities and really see exactly where he is. So that's why I think he's been a free agent for so long. He's my number 34 quarterback. When he signs, I'll adjust him accordingly. But right now, I have him outside the top 32. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have a quarterback 36. And it comes down to this he's not going to start in Miami past this season but I think he starts the majority if not all the games for the Dolphins this season I know they added to a tongue of at the draft but he's coming off a pretty brutal hip injury and that Dolphins O-line doesn't scream you know clean pocket to me they are not a great group of o They're they're rebuilding they're they're on the fly. They're trying to put it together, Miami. But I think it would be crazy for them to put Tua vailoa out behind that offensive line. I'd rather see them go another year with Fitzpatrick. There's no rush for the Dolphins to go and compete right away. They shouldn't get caught up in the fact that, oh, you know, the Patriots are kind of stumbling, the dynasty's falling, they can take a step forward in the AFC East. No, if they're wise, this year, they they put out Fitzpatrick, they see how their offseason additions, because they made a lot. They added a lot this offseason. I think they see how those all pan out and and see who's going to be a part of their core past this season. And then after that decide, you know, okay, we'll put Tua back out. At the very earliest, he should be coming back. After the team's bye week, he won't be starting. So Ryan Fitzpatrick should handle a lot of the work in 2020. And that's why I have him as my number 36th ranked quarterback. Lastly, of the veteran quarterbacks, I'm going to talk about at number 37, one spot behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, I've got the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. And his new home in Dallas is good for reality. I think in real football, you're not talking fantasy, but in reality, this is a great landing spot because if anything were to happen to Dak Prescott, I think Dalton is talented enough that he can keep this offense floating in Prescott's absence. But in fantasy, it's hard to trust the guy who's the backup. So I've got him at 37. There's room to to improve if an injury were to happen to Prescott given the weapons that are in this Cowboys offense he could shoot up to being a top 15 quarterback in fantasy football in in the interim but long term it's hard to get excited about Dalton as a backup if he lands elsewhere after his contract with the Cowboys ends as a starter then potentially we could talk about moving him up but right now he's a backup quarterback he's not starting So it's hard to get too excited about Andy Dalton in fantasy football. Next up, I'm going to give you some quarterbacks who you should be trying to target in trades in your dynasty fantasy football leagues. I'm not going to tell you the obvious. I'm not going to go say, you know, you should go trade for Patrick Mahomes. No kidding. Obviously, you should go trade for Patrick Mahomes, but you're going to have to give up an arm and a leg and maybe your other arm to go out and get him. So forget that. We're going to start with some quarterbacks who I think are a little bit underrated right now. In Dynasty Leagues. At number eight, I have Carson Wentz. He's someone who has probably really frustrated fantasy football owners and people who have had him for quite a while, given how injury prone he has been. But I think Wentz is due for some luck in that department. And this Eagles offense has made a commitment to improving their passing game. They drafted three wide receivers in this past draft, including one in the first. They still have two really solid tight ends in Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. This is a team that can throw the football, and now they have the weapons to do so. So go out and trade for Carson Wentz if you can. If you can get him at a bit of a bargain. I've got him as my 8th ranked quarterback, and I think you should feel excited about Wentz. Another guy who I think is being slept on a little bit is Jared Goff. He had a rough year last year for sure. was not his best work. But he's still young in dynasty leagues that you can trade for him now and have him for the foreseeable future. And I trust Sean McVay to get this thing back on track, especially now they have a bit of a more shirt-up and solidified run game with the addition of Cam Akers. And they also went out and drafted Van Jefferson early in the 2020 NFL draft. Robert Woods is still in that offense. Sure, they lose Brandon Cooks, but they still have players like Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup. Who I like in 2020. I think we're going to see McVay come out really strong offensively. And the Rams offense is going to look really good in 2020. If the fantasy football owner in your league is willing to trade Baker Mayfield. Buy, buy, buy. That was an awful. I sound like the Backstreet Boys. Buy, buy, buy. I think that's the Backstreet Boys. Maybe it's in sync. Who knows? I'm not very well Cultured on my boy mans, I will say that. But nonetheless, Baker Mayfield and Cleveland had an awful 2019. Last year couldn't have gone any worse for the Cleveland Browns. So when something like that happens, I'm always led to the inclination that you should try to buy In those situations, you could probably get Mayfield for a much lower price than what people were willing to sell last year. I think Odell's going to come back and have a better year. Jarvis Landry should be able to follow up last year even better. This is now uh, a new coaching regime in Cleveland, too. So I'm interested in seeing how that goes. I think they should get Cream Hunt more involved in that passing game, which would help Baker Mayfield a lot. As well. And also, they added Austin Hooper. So he's got a really good tight end. I liked Njoku, but now they have Hooper in that offense uh, as their main tight end. So Cleveland has good offensive players in this offense. If the O line can hold up, Baker could have a really nice bounce back season. I am willing to buy Baker Mayfield in 2020. Sam Darnold, another guy I'm looking to buy in Dynasty Leagues. His season last year, obviously everyone remembers the mono that kept him out, and he missed some time with that. But I like what they've done this offseason. They first went out in free agency and added Brashad Perryman, who – came on strong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the end of last season, but where I really am impressed with what they did was the addition of Denzel Mims in the draft. He was one of my favorite receivers, and I think he gives Darnold, for the first time in his career, a a true number one, an alpha wide receiver in that offense, someone he can chuck the ball to when he needs to get a first down, when he needs to make a big play. So I really do like the addition of Mims Really, my only concern with the Jets is, is Adam Gase going to mess this up? Because I don't have any faith in this guy. His track record, to me, is not good. He didn't do well in Miami. As soon as he left Miami and Kenyon Drake left Miami, Drake became a star with the Arizona Cardinals. Devontae Parker had his best season ever last year as soon as Gase was out of Miami. So, I don't like Adam Gase. He's probably the only thing holding me back from really getting excited about Darnold. But nonetheless, he's still a quarterback who I'm trying to buy because I think his long-term value is, is good. And like I said, the addition of Denzel Mims should really help him along this year. Lastly, the final quarterback that you should be looking to target in your dynasty fantasy football leagues is Gardner Minshew. I have him ranked as my number 21 quarterback. And when you really consider everything that went on last season for the Jaguars, he did pretty good. His touchdown to interception ratio is respectable, and he's going to be in his second year with this group, and they got more talented this offseason too. They drafted LaVisca Chenot Jr. in the second round of the NFL draft. You pair him with DJ Chark, who I think is one of the better young Wide receivers in the NFL today and also D.D. Westbrook and Leonard Fournette is still there. So they still have a pretty good run game in Jacksonville. I don't see them moving on from Fournette considering what's behind him on the depth chart. So Minshew is at the helm of a pretty good Jacksonville offense You know, defensively, they've got their questions, but that only helps Minshew as they should be in a lot of games where they're playing from behind. So to me, Minshew this year and potentially down the road, if he can play well in 2020, could have some dynasty fantasy football appeal. He might be able to help you win today and also down the road. Okay, so the last segment I'm going to be doing today is talking about quarterbacks that I am avoiding And let me preface this by saying I am open for business at all times. I will trade for anyone if the price is right. But just here's a few quarterbacks who I'm not actively trying to go out of my way and trade for. And the first one is Aaron Rodgers just because there is now some uncertainty about his long-term future in Green Bay. And just long-term in general, he's 36 years old. It's hard to really hang your hat on a quarterback that we don't know how long he's got left in the NFL. And the situation isn't the greatest. His supporting cast is not good in Green Bay. He's got Devontae Adams, and that's it. So Rogers, someone who I'm just not looking to go out of my way and trade for. Another quarterback that I'm just not that excited about is Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners have made it very clear through their actions and through the way Kyle Shanahan runs his offense that this is a run-first team. I know they just added Brandon Ayuk in the first round. They've got Debo Samuel, who's a young, emerging talent at the receiver position. They've got George Kittle at tight end. He's got the weapons, but we don't know really how good Jimmy Garoppolo is as a quarterback let alone you know investing in him long-term, if he is the answer for the San Francisco 49ers. We all saw last year that that was a pretty dang good 49ers football team, but the weakest link was Jimmy Garoppolo. So now that he's got a UK, he's got a, a couple of other strong weapons who are only getting better in development. We'll see how he does, but I'm not really looking to go out and add Jimmy Garoppolo. The last quarterback that I'll give you is just a caution, just not to get too excited right away, is my number 12-ranked quarterback, Drew Locke. I really like Drew Locke. I think he's going to be very good in this Denver offense that has reloaded with offensive weapons, starting from Cortland Sutton. Now they've got Jerry Judy. They add Albert O, who Drew Locke played with in college at Missouri. They also have Noah Fant. They already added... Melvin Gordon, before the draft, they have Philip Lindsay. There's lots of offensive talent. K.J. Hamler, who they also drafted. There's tons of offensive talent in Denver, but we still don't know if Locke can get it done. He looked good in the limited action we saw him in last year. He played well, but can he put it together and sustain it for a full season? I think he can, but you have to, when you're making a trade, you have to factor in that variability that he is not as good as who we, the quarterback we saw last year, and he might not end up being the answer to Denver's quarterback woes. So you can't go out and trade for someone based off of their best-case scenario. You also need to bake in some of the worst-case scenario into that trade offer, but I don't think you can do that right now with Drew Lock. I think the hype is very high, so I would just kind of cool my jets a bit. It's not that I'm, I wouldn't try to see what the Drew Lock owner in your fantasy football league wants for him, but I would be reasonable and really think about everything before pulling the trigger on a trade for Locke. All right, so that's gonna do it for the third ever episode of the Rally Towel Fantasy Football Podcast. I wanna thank everyone for listening. I really do appreciate that. And if you can go to the iTunes store, the podcast store, give this a, a five-star rating, you know, friendly comment. Whatever you want to do to show your appreciation for the podcast, it is greatly appreciated. And for more on my quarterback rankings, head on over to rallytowel.ca and To see the full list, I ranked them up to number 40. So for some in-depth quarterback rankings, head on over to RallyTowel.ca. That's going to do it for me. Thanks again for listening, and stay safe, everyone.